This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerNFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerNFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sweet Tarts dared to combine sweet and tart. But we didn't stop there. We combined soft and bouncy to bring you new Sweet Tarts Gummies Fruity Splits, a uniquely delicious dual-sided gummy with one side that's sweet and one side that's tart, but entirely smooth and squishy. Mmm, a powerfully perfect combo. Sweet Tarts, dare to combine. What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Shot Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant, make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Ringer NFL Show. James Jones, Ryan Shazier, me, Jason Goff. Fellas, another week of NFL football. We got the chance to digest. We got some Thanksgiving Day vibes in this as well. I can't wait till the Detroit Lions are done hosting Thanksgiving Day games so we don't have to worry about watching football, uh, especially of that manner. But what stuck out to you guys in this past week of NFL football? I'll, I'll start because we've talked about this team a lot, the Los Angeles Rams, uh, going up against James Jones' Green Bay Packers. And before we start letting James run off the, the Packers going to the Super Bowl parade, listen, y'all, the Rams got one of two things, and I want to bounce this off, y'all. They either got a Matt Stafford problem or they got a Sean McVay problem. And the reason why I say this is – Seems like second halves of the seasons, something happens with the Sean McVay offense, and you can check the numbers. For whatever reason, the thing slows down to a halt. And I'm also noticing, and I'll ask you guys this, is it possible that Jared Goff was better for Sean McVay in this, that he was less toolsy, less um, talented than one Matt Stafford, just off the raw dynamics of him as a player, and that he he didn't rely on Jared Goff winning the game. He didn't put the ball in Jared Goff's hands and say, go win us the game with 40 dropbacks. I remember the Rams when they were successful and being a power run team, and then they hit you with that play action. I'm watching Matt Stafford with straight dropbacks. They had, what, 60-some-odd yards in, in total rushing offense, and I know they haven't had a Todd Gurley-like back, back there for a couple of years, but their run game has been okay with guys who weren't Todd Gurley. So what, what's going on right now with the Rams offense? I know, I know you look at the number. They, they, it seems like they scored enough points, but they're making critical mistakes and, 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 and bogging down in critical junctions of games where we talked about this team as being the Super Bowl favorite maybe a month ago. Right now, they're looking a, a, as weak as I can remember them looking in quite some time. Am I just off on this? Is this prisoner of the moment stuff? Or is there something that you guys are noticing in this offense when it comes to Matt Stafford and Sean McVay? Number one, he in the gun too much. 
Like when they when they, when they were successful during the season, he was under the center. Yeah, they. It, I'm not like you said, Todd Gurley's not back there, but still was handing the ball off, and they still was able to create some play action pass off of the run game. Now he's just sitting back there in the gun. But even with that being said, they're sitting back there in the gun, all right, and he's saying, listen, we brought you over here, Matthew Stafford, because for games like this and for reasons like this, we don't have a run game. You're a special thrower of the football. Throw the football. You know what I'm saying? Like, throw people open. That's what you do. That's what Matthew Stafford is good at. Matthew Stafford has one of the best arms in the National Football League. Throw people open, right? Like, you in the gun, do your job. Now, I go back to the Niners game last week, but a week before they buy. They dropped, they dropped seven balls on third down, right? Mm. You're not going no, to win a game like that. They try to throw a screen pass. They turn the ball over. So the problem with this offense is they just making key mistakes at the wrong time. You're dropping balls on third down. You watched the Packers game last year. They turned the ball over twice. One was a pick six. You know what I'm saying? So I, to me, if they eliminate the turnovers, they end these games, period. Matthew Stafford, they, they've lost three in a row. Tennessee, they lost Tennessee, they lost Niners, and they lost the Packers. What happened in Tennessee? Pick six, turnovers, right? He threw a pick six, then he tried, then he looked like Carson Wentz when he tried to throw that ball out of the end zone through another pick. Like, it's the turnovers. If this team just eliminates the turnovers, they're going to they win a lot of the games. Even, even with the Packers, they threw a pick six, they had another pick, and they muffed a punt. That's three turnovers in a game against Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau. I picked the Rams to win that game. Even, even me, I, I picked the Rams to win that because I'm like, man, the, the Packers O-line beat up. They coming to yeah. get Aaron yeah. Rodgers. They often, they just have to stop shooting themselves in the foot. Turnovers and penalties is killing them. If they could clean that up, this offense would be doing what they need to be doing. Defensively, Ryan, uh, you know, it seems – and we've talked a lot about Aaron Donald on this podcast, right? And Aaron Donald makes two or three boom plays per game. But defensively – and, James, you could jump in on this after, Ryan. Do you guys think that this defense, with the names that it, ha- that it had coming into the season – I know they added Vaughn Miller, but, you know, they still had Leonard Floyd, Jalen Ramsey, and, of course, Aaron Donald. At each level, they got a difference maker to me. Their defense hasn't played – well enough in long stretches like this is a defense I feel like should be one of the top 10 in the league top eight in the league and for whatever reason and I know it's Aaron Rodgers so he puts 30 on a lot of people but this defense I think hasn't answered the bell as well right man to to me one of the scariest words is is the two two of the scariest words is potential and expectation because the thing is with 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 all them names they everybody like oh they had a potential to be this top, this top defense, or they, they expect it to be this top defense. But at the end of the day, they showing you who they are. And it, you are who you put on film. You know, on film, they showing right now that we're not making the plays that we expect to make. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey, he's being Jalen Ramsey. You know, if he guard, you know, Devontae going to get his. You know, Jalen right. going to get his. Like, so they're going to do that. All the, all the pieces are going to get their own. But as a team, you don't see them – stepping up in the moments that you need them to step up. And that's what they need, especially when their offense is turning the ball over. They need to force turnovers themselves. And that's one thing that they're not producing. They're not producing enough turnovers for them to stay in the games. And that's and, and that's why my 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 uh kind of not shock, 
But, you know, the team that got me kind of going this week is the Patriots. Mm. Because, like, they're the total opposite. Them boys don't turn the ball over. They're not flashy. But the thing is, they're going to get takeaways. And what takeaways do? Give Mac Jones more opportunities to go out there and play solid football. Like, right now, man, we say every week we say somebody new in the AFC is, you know, <laughs> is, is, is the king. Right. But I'm, I'm going to be honest, man, like, going off of right now, man, like, I have to say that the, the way the Patriots are playing, when you're talking about teams going to the Super Bowl, the way the Patriots are playing, they're playing Super Bowl caliber football, and, and I'm not saying that they're a Super Bowl caliber team. They just but sound. They're, but they're, they're, but sound. They're, yeah, they're, they're consistent. They're consistent. And I think that's I think that's more important than winning the Super Bowl. I don't know James got one. I ain't got one. But that, that's, that's more important than winning the Super Bowl. I feel it's consistency than, you know, oh, I got this guy and we got that that's guy. That's how you win the Super Bowl, consistent. Yeah. And that's why the Patriots are so scary because even if the Patriots do go out there and lose a game, this team bounces back, and they just they, – they, 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 they know their identity. That's them. You know what I'm saying? They run the ball. They play defense. And Mac Jones does not turn the football over. That's them. That's, that's their pedigree. And even if they lose a game, the next week they're not going to be somebody different. They're going to go back to being the Patriots. And that's the scary team. When you watch these teams like Tennessee, one week they throw in the ball all over the yard. The next week they run in the ball all over the yard. You know what I'm saying? If you watch the Patriots, everything consistent. Mac and Teaser throw that thing about 30 times a game. They run that thing about 25 times a game. And we playing defense. You know what I'm saying? So – I mean, they are the most consistent team right now, you know, in the in the AFC, and they scary. And if you got to come through Foxborough, that's that's always scary too, because you already know Bill Belichick gonna have them boys prepared and ready. And your headset ain't gonna work, so. <laughs> hey, no, nah, speak, speak on it, Shazier. Speak on it. Have you ever had any issues at, at uh, Foxborough? Ha- have I? Have I? Uh, man, so we we play there. We play there multiple times, but one time we played there, AFC Championship. First of all. A fan pulled a fire alarm at three three thirty in the morning, four in the morning. At the hotel. At the hotel. Then, so the whole hotel downstairs in the lobby. Like, and we're not at no small hotel in in Boston. You got to stay in a big hotel. Like, you in like a Grand Marriott or uh-huh. something like that. And it's not so tropical we got, weather either because it's yeah, playoff time. Yeah. <laughs> so you so you got a whole thousand people outside in the lobby <laughs> right now. And then we got a whole game that we preparing for. Then. Then I go out there to play the game. Man, I'm over here like, you know, you tap your head trying to talk to your coach. All I hear is, it's Patriots ball on the on the Pittsburgh 12-yard line. I'm like, why am I hearing the, 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 the game the feed? They had the game they, feed? They had a game feed in the headset. I'm like, I'm like okay. But, hey, Tom over there. Check, making all the checks. Crystal that clear. Boy, crystal clear. I'm like, all right. Tom said, we seen him tap his ear. We got him. He can't hear. <laughs> <laughs> it's working. It's hey. working. Hey, look. Hey. hey, check, 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 check. And what, what they got? Spygate? Yeah. yeah they you got to use your signal. They got oh, hey. stuff going on there over there with the Patriots. They got drones flying over practices. <laughs> People pulling fire alarms. Taking a little air out of the balls. They got a lot of stuff going on over there. Yeah. So if you yeah. want to go through Fox, bro, for that, and you don't want to go through Fox, bro, because yeah. they play a ball. They live out of rules. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Hey, hey, hey. you're you're luck into six Super Bowls, Mister Shazier. You need a little luck to get to them, though. 
Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. You need a little luck to get to them. You know, uh, I ain't saying taking air out the balls and flying drones over practices is a little luck, but you do need a little luck to get there. Speaking of a little luck to get there, we are uh, at the point of the podcast where we're going to make this nice and nice and short and sweet. Uh, shout out to the Cincinnati Bengals. for. Man, we already talked about We ain't talking about this today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no. To be honest with you, Ryan, the I Bengals just, are a damn good team, man. I, I just want to, I just want to know your reaction, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I think hey, we've had a pod- hold on, hold on, real quick. <laughs> I think we've had a podcast before where I said, man, Mama said it'd be days like this. I've been beat up like this before. Just nothing going your way. You like, man, I ain't never Steelers. We ain't never been. No, beat no. Up. <laughs> Hey, what's what's up with your Steelers, man? First you lay an egg against the Chargers. Man. Then you come out here and you just and, and <laughs> first off I wanted, did you see a couple of the Cincinnati Bengals reactions after the game? Did you see that? No, I didn't see it. Very okay, chatty. So, so a couple of a couple of them said, uh, the Steelers quit. He said, We seen it. They he said they dropping balls out there three plays in a row. He said we was looking in their eyes. He said they quit. He said. He said us as a Cincinnati Bengals. He said the dudes we got in the locker room that'll never happen, man. We ain't never quit. He said we made them boys quit out there, man. Yeah. What's crazy is when I played. That's the same stuff we used to say. Like we used to really make them quit. Like we'll go against AJ Green. Everybody like AJ Green a dog, and I'm like he a dog, but he 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 a quit on you. Like you know what I'm saying, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, the thing is, like, we, and, we, and, and I'm not saying that he's doing that versus everybody. You know what I'm saying? But, like, we used to go hit them dead in their mouth like they did to us. Like, they, they went down there and was like, yo, we, we got a plan. And then we ain't stopped that plan, and we like, all right, we're going to keep punching you in the mouth. Like, and, and you seen it in the game, man. Them boys got hit in the mouth immediately, and then it was like, yo, like, I don't – like, I ain't with this no more. And, like, to me, on the defensive side of the ball – you normally see guys like that. You know, like, you normally try to pick guys in that type of mood. And, like, I'm going to be honest, I've never, never been on a team that's been like that. You know what I'm saying? But it's sad to see the Steelers looking like that because at the end of the day, everybody know the tradition of the Steelers is to be the bullies in the league. I do I do have a question for you, though, Ryan. Yeah, what's up? And this, and this really gets under my skin. Big Ben, I, I, I ain't never – Met him, been around him like that, or you know, had a conversation with him. So I don't know what type of dude he is. But every time this dude makes a bad throw, whether it's a pick, whether it's behind the guy, too far in front of the guy, he throwing his hands up, he throwing his head back, he staring at the dude for 47 seconds like it's always the other person's fault. I've never seen Big Ben. And I know this a pod, people can't see me. I've never seen Big Ben make a throw and miss a throw and pat his chest. I ain't gonna lie, I plead the fifth. There it is. <laughs> hey, there nah, it nah, is. No, 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 no. This all I'm gonna say. Uh no, nah, no, nah, like me, me and Ben, me and Ben cool, me and Ben cool. So the thing is, like, I've heard that before, you know, from from guys on the other side of the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, man, like. It's hard to get, like, criticize him sometimes, and it's sometimes it's, you never you don't really see him self criticize. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember it, when it was times when I made mistakes, I'd be like, "Oh, yo, that's on me." Yeah, like even even times James, like you might have did this before. Like somebody else on your team might have made a mistake, and you was like, "Hey, coach, that was on me." Like you know, hey, like Jason, I know it's your fault. But of like, course. I, but the thing is, I know like 
coach ain't gonna be on me like he gonna be on you. Hundred percent. So I'm gonna be like, hey, hey, coach, that was on me. You know what I'm saying? But now I'm gonna go harder for you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's all. That's all I'm saying. I've never seen him do that. My, I, just a quick little story. My rookie year, I'm out there with Brett Favre. They throw me out there as a rookie. I'm starting. I don't know a lot of the signals. Yeah. Donald Driver, Greg Jennings know all this stuff because in training camp I was out there with Aaron the whole time. You know what I'm saying? First mm-hmm. real game, they tossed me out there with Brett. I'm out there starting. He gave me a signal in the game. I don't. I ain't never seen a signal in my day in my life. Right. So as a, as a, as I do. He say hike. I'm looking back at the quarterback to see if it's a run. You know, I seen him put take that thing out of the belly. I said, it is play action. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, so Get I, on so your I, horse. So I just take off running deep, right? Yeah. So I come back, you know, coach chewing on me and all that type of stuff. We get in the meeting room and coach, you know, he reiterate, JJ, you got to know what you're doing. You know what I mean? We got curl route on right here. You run and go. You got to know. And Brett said, I told him to run and go. Yeah, I definitely he ain't, told, he ain't told me none of that. And I and it caught me off guard because I looked back in the meeting like, man, appreciate you. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so like yeah, you saying, the coach yeah. ain't gonna get on him like he gonna get on me as I'm a rookie. And he he stood up and had that. But big Ben, like I say, in, in all the years me playing against him, watching football, I've never seen him pat his chest. Yeah, no, that's 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 I think that's and I think that's another reason. That you know, you know, the, the kind of the AB situation happened a little bit because, you know, he get held to a different standard a little bit compared to other guys, and obviously all quarterbacks held to a different standard, but you know, some guys, you know, you would call them out in front of people, and some guys you won't call them out in front of people, and and Ben was kind of the guy, you know, coaches gonna talk to him and they're like, hey, I need you to understand this type of stuff compared to other guys getting called out in front of everybody. So, you know, I don't know. To me, it's, it's kind of hard to say, like, what he does and what he doesn't do because I was on the defensive side of the ball. But I know sometimes, like you said, like, I'll put my neck out there to, to defend my guy, you know. And, and you know, and and I think, you know, guys appreciate that more because I remember I remember clear as day one, one day one of my, my – uh, one of my, I think, cornerbacks, he had went on a blitz. Like he definitely wasn't supposed to blitz, <laughs> and I was like, it, it, it was like a, it was like I mean it was like a nickel blitz, and then he blitzed, and it was like, yo, what like what you doing, yo? And then, and then I was like, hey, coach, man, I checked into this. It might it might have been a miscommunication. And everybody ain't here, you know what I'm saying? And like, and then that boy came to me like, hey, man, I appreciate that. Like, you know what I'm saying? He ain't missed no more checks. You know that's what I'm saying? But I'm but just saying that's how you earn the respect of your teammates too, though, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Big Ben, I, and just the one play that Big Ben threw that pick six, and he's staring at James Washington like, bro, what, what you what you want him to do? The boy running the out route, you throw it behind him. You want go go gadget arms and all that for him to reach back and make this play? Like that's a bad throw. You threw yeah. an out route behind the guy and the cornerback inside of. Like man, this pick six. And and on top of it, you want your guys to sell out for you because you know that they they know that you got their back. If if you throwing murder balls across the middle and you doing that kind of stuff, I might you know uh, you know might make an executive decision, especially if the season going down the toilet. And that's just human nature, right? Like when we talk about leadership, it it comes in those moments that aren't the shiniest, right? Anybody can get off when it's eleven and zero or ten and one or nine and two, but when 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 things seeming to 
to be sinking, uh, it, it doesn't seem like like Ben Roethlisberger is under the same fire that anybody else on that team is. So it's tough to yeah. watch. Yeah, it's tough so, to watch right now. So the, the, the thing is, like he, you know, I, I can't say exactly what he do. You know what I'm saying? Because he was in the on the other side of the ball. You know, so right. in, the, in the meeting rooms. But, you know, it just sometimes from, you know, guys I talk to and just the, like the perception on being on the other side of the ball, just sometimes that's kind of how you felt, you know, so. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Want to be more active this summer? Sierra helps you save on everything from swimsuits to stand-up paddleboards, tennis rackets to fishing tackle. And if that doesn't float your boat, we also have pool floats. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! From the ridiculous to the sublime. Uh, How do you guys... Well, how did you guys, I have to say, uh, navigate the social media waters with your family? Because we've now had a couple of different daddies in the NFL, especially on the Cleveland Browns, step up and say some things. Of course, Odell Beckham Jr.'s dad retweeted the video. And by the way, for all of y'all out there, talking about Odell Beckham Jr.'s daddy put that video together. Let me tell you something right now. I don't want to typecast the man, but I don't believe Odell Beckham Jr.'s daddy listening to REM like that and cutting up cutting up a smash cut. He definitely of, do that. Yeah, cutting up a smash they cut of his, son. Right, of, his, of his son you know, uh, being wide open. But now Kareem Hunt Sr. has entered the chat, y'all. Uh, this is what he had to say. Now I'm getting people on my Facebook saying I'm being like OBJ daddy and I'm not. I'm stating the facts on football and what we see. He's limping. He's scared to throw the ball and they know he's hurt. They're going to keep listening. But if they don't like what I'm saying, unfriend me. I'm not jeopardizing nothing. I got a right to speak. I ain't posting no videos. Have a good day. Go Browns, hopefully. Now, I look at these things from a very, very, very small standpoint, right? I'm, I'm, in, I'm in local media here in the city of Chicago. I tell my sister and my mom and everybody, don't even interact with people because they always going to have something to say and we ain't going to win. You know, um, Kareem Hunt Sr., uh, I, I'm all about percentages, player. I don't know how this does your son any good. And, yes, you do have a right to speak. You also have a right to hurt your son standing in a locker room as well. And until Baker Mayfield ain't the quarterback, he is the quarterback. That's, that's, that's one of the most important people in that building. And the last thing you want is to have a, a, a running back kind of making you feel uncomfortable, especially if you're already insecure about your gig and you're hurt on top of it, like questioning toughness and all this other stuff. How do you guys go about it? And does it come up in the locker room when people's family members get to chirping on social media? So, so, so like, you know, James is older than me, so I don't know if they had social as much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so back in the day when y'all worked with the Abacus, James. <laughs> nah, but like even it was. I remember even when like Martavius, like girl had tweeted something, and Martavius tweeted something. But like to me, you know, I think Kareem. Like I feel like people, parents, and people, family members start tweeting when they start telling them how they feel, and it was like I don't care no more. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, cause like for instance, ain't Baker' wife said something too? I like believe Baker, she responded because because I thought yeah because like she was like people aren't tough enough or something like this I don't know but like all I'm saying is that man you are who you put on film Baker is not looking good obviously 
man, he don't need to be playing, man. I'm, I know you're trying to help lead your team to victory, but you're not. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think he needs to get healthy. But the biggest thing for me is I think it's after a while, people, family members are just starting to get tired, man. Like, they, they know how hard their sons work to, to play this game of football. And you, they see that their sons out here, careers getting wasted. You know what I'm saying? See, like, but, but but not too many too many people gonna see it on the other side and spend whatever you have to say though, right? Like even if you taking up for your son, right? Which which every day you're not gonna, gonna win. Do. You're never gonna win. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no. You gotta play. No, the I told my baby. people that. I told my people that. Yeah. So for me, when I played in the '80s, because Ryan, Ryan played in the <laughs> '80s, when I played in the '80s, man, it, it still it was it was Instagram and it was Twitter and it was all that. Number one, I had none of it, right? I didn't get a Twitter page until I signed with the NFL Network. I had none go. of that when I played because I felt like, number one, I didn't have it because they going to talk good about you one week like they do. You're going to read your press clippings, then they ain't going to talk good. Yeah, I know. Gonna be, I used to people, look. People going to be, talk, <laughs> be talking about your kids on there and all that, knowing you can't. So I, so I never had it, period, right? But number two, right, I always remember – what Coach Mike told told me as a rookie as a rookie when I came in there and signed my contract. Mike McCarthy. Coach Mike McCarthy. Okay. And when I came in there as a rookie, he said, "JJ," he said, "If we think you're gonna be the player that we think you're gonna be, you're gonna be a pretty doggone good player." He said, "I'm not worried about the football field." He said, "The only thing I want to tell you that I've learned the hard way is never create questions for your teammates." He said, that's the only advice I'll give you. So whenever you have a good game, a bad game, the media is coming up to you, never create questions for your teammates. And that always stuck with me because that's the same thing I told any of my family. Let me handle the football stuff. 100%. Ain't no need for you to come in here and say, why ain't Aaron throwing you the ball? Why ain't Brett <laughs> throwing you the ball? Why? Ain't no need. You don't know the coverages that they in. You don't know right. what my route is. Game plan. <laughs> you don't know if I'm you the first read, plan. the third yeah. read. Yes, yeah. you don't. You don't know nothing. You are not in the meetings with us. Nothing. You got what I'm saying? So what happens on this football? There's nothing for you to comment on this football field to, other than you to say, "Man, good game, son." That's it. You know what I'm saying? So I just hate it because, like you said, Kareem Hunt is in that locker room. You better believe Baker heard it. You better believe Baker's family heard it and all that. Uh, and Kareem Hunt is in this locker room now. Now he got to say, hey, bro, my bad for my pops, man. You know, we ain't mean it like that. Or, or, or Kareem could be like, yeah, my daddy said it and I pressed send for him. But I, but I doubt it's going to go like that. Right. Yeah, course. it's not going to go like that. You know of what course, I'm saying? Of course. Because as we all know, because as we all know, as football players, it's a bunch of plays in a game that it's not just on Baker. So that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're going off the eyeball test. We're looking right now. Baker ain't playing that good. All right, we, we understand that. But usually the Cleveland Browns run the air out of the ball, too. What, they had 30 yards rushing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Baker can't block. Baker can't block. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, it's a lot of things that go on in a football game. We don't need parents and, and all these other people coming out saying what you're saying. You know what I'm no, saying? You know, because that's creating questions for their son. You know what I mean? So I, that, that's always been me. We a team, bro. We lose as a team. We win as a team. If Baker play bad, I'm going to come up to the media. They're going to say, uh, can Baker play better? I need to play better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. 
I just don't like that their parents is creating questions for them, and then they got to go in here and sit with their teammate. Got to sit down at the lunch table with Baker smiling and laughing like we don't know what his daddy said and all that. Yeah. Hey, it's Gen, Gen X. Gen X is a different Gen generation. X. Look at you. Look at, look at, look at old man Shazier out here talking like that. Um, a game that I was interested in and that I watched and saw a comedy of errors at the end of it, uh, 49ers and Vikings. First of all, uh, the fact that these two teams, like the Bears are one game out of the playoff hunt, right? So the NFC is what it is right now. The 49ers and Vikings game was interesting to me because Mike Zimmer, um, I, I think Mike Zimmer is a good coach, but I think this might be the last go-round because this defense has been a little too Swiss cheesy over the last couple of years in, in inopportune moments. And once again, if it ain't all perfect for Kirk Cousins, you might lose a ball game. And to watch him – at this point in his career, I mean, he's $45 million guaranteed. I'm not in his pockets or anything. But to, to have the issues that they had down the stretch, uh, you get, you're getting receivers lined up correctly because they don't know where to be. Next thing you know, you're lining up over the right guard, right guard looking at you like you crazy. You got to burn a timeout. It's, it's the last one going into the fourth quarter. Like, these are the mistakes that – playoff teams don't make and now on top of it Dalvin Cook is hurt uh the Vikings in the 49ers game this is two teams trying to edge their way into the playoffs but the Vikings really really shot themselves in the foot and shall I say it it was the game to me of two coaches who not happy with their quarterbacks but both are still in playoff contention some way somehow good football teams don't find a way to keep beating themselves dude if you watch the Vikings over the course of the year yes they've had some big wins you know what I'm saying? They've been in a bunch of close games, and they keep finding ways to lose. That is just signs of not right? a good football team. Is that, is, but is it coaching, James, when you get – so, like, for instance, the Lions. The Lions have, have, have lost four games by three points or less. If you're that close, that means you got the talent to play. It's just for whatever reason down the stretch, you're not making the right decisions, or is it you don't have the players that could close? That stuff is tricky to me. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because they lost to the Arizona Cardinals because the kicker missed a 28-yard field goal. Zim can't do nothing about that. You know what I'm saying? Zim, <laughs> down there, they down there, great game play, great call, but he missed 28-yard field goal. Zim can't do nothing about it, right? Nice. Then you get down here, you play the Cincinnati Bengals. You're on the 20-yard line. You hand it off to Alvin to get a little closer. He fumbled. Yeah, that's crazy. Zim can't run it. <laughs> you know, Zim, Zim can't run it. Like, we down there, we finna, you know, hey. All right, well, what's up when his defense be getting dragged up and down the field in? Because that's his defense. But to be honest with you, they putting up points, though. So his defense, his defense got to go out there. Yeah, I'm not saying they can't get better. But it's not it like his defense ain't going out there and these teams is in pass mode, you know what I'm saying? Because our cousins in there are scoring, you know what I'm saying? So, number one, I feel like this is a very good football team, like, on paper. But right now, like, they just don't know how to win, you know? And if you want to put that on coaching, you possibly can, but they, when the game is on the line, they just making the mistakes to not win the game. You lost to the Ravens in overtime, like I said. Mm -hmm. Missed a field goal in, in the Cardinals, 
fumble the ball on the ten yard line against the against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. That's three wins. To me, sometimes you gotta have the cojones. He don't got the cojones. He don't go for it in the big moments. He don't go for it in the big moments. He always like hey, I'm gonna put it up to my defense. Your defense gets scored on, you lose. That's the right play though. But if it, but if your de- if you seen that your defense is leaky though, James. I mean, how you gonna put the James, game in their hands? James, you don't play the you don't play the tie. You play the win. Ah, Herm Edwards in the building. Check out the last game against the Niners. It, they have the ball on the four-yard line. They down, they down eight. It's seven something minutes left in the game. This boy go for the for, go for it on fourth down. What is you even going for it on fourth down for anyway? Kick the ball. No, that situation, yes. That make it situation. a make it a one game, make it a one game score. Trust your defense. No, that situation, yes, it's, 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 I'm talking about like late game situations, like third, three minutes left, four minutes left, oh, like one, like you got, you know, one, you got one yard to go, but you kick a field goal instead of going for the, you know, going for the win, you know, maybe go for the two. two. Gotta trust your defense. Though. But how you going to trust them? How you going to keep trusting them if you know they leaky though, James? You talk a lot of basketball, Jay. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's all analytics. That's all that's, analytics. That's like, that's, that's like you being down, by, that's like you being down by, by two or uh-huh. being down by two. You on the free throw line foul, got fouled on the three pointer and you, yeah. you make two, you shoot another one for, and you like, I'm a miss, get the rebound. No, <laughs> right play is to make the three. <laughs> no, but you know, but but I think a be, a better a better analogy for me would be if I know the corner shooter is open, but he didn't miss his last four, and it's five seconds left in the game. The right play is to keep the ball out of his bum ass hands. <laughs> but I'm, I'm but I'm passing it. To, I'm passing it to that man. Hey, 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 hey defense hey, wants you to pass it to hey, him. Hey, defense hey, closed hey, down hey. on you. He wide open. You traveling? Hey, I'm using his name in the context. Because he's uh-uh. a friend of mine. I can feel we something seen, coming. We seen Jr. miss it. We seen Danny Green miss it. We seen Ariza miss it. Hey, that's the right play. But hey, but the right, but 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 we see LeBron take it. It's money. But well, so if it's right. three people on you, it's money. <laughs> that's the, right play. Pro- the problem is, James, you didn't had you didn't had fifty eight minutes or fifty eight minutes and fifteen seconds of proof that 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 you should not be putting the game in the hands. <laughs> and the proof is to take his ass out. Over right. the course of the game, you done missed some shots too. Not five wide open. Not five <laughs> wide open. And, and listen, and, my, and, and Mike Zimmer is respected around the NFL community. Obviously, you know you guys speak highly of him, and, and you know we we know the battles that he has gone through over these last five seven years. This Minnesota team's defense hasn't looked like this. Like for instance, Harrison Smith was talked about as the best uh, safety in the league two three years ago. We don't talk about him in that that vein anymore, right? The Everson Griffin situation. Is 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 sad. It's not a win too, though. But they have it. The, the thing is, they've been winning on offense. That's the problem with the Vikings. The That's Vikings, all they talk about is their offense. The Vikings think that their de- their identity is running the ball and defense. With the the reality of the situation is, their identity is throwing the ball and making it as perfect as it possibly can be for Kirk Cousins. Because when put it like this, you guys are playing with dudes who can't play over the play, right? And those are the guys you know that you respect. But the cats who wow y'all, even as professional athletes, are the dudes who can execute when the play is shot to hell, when it's covered perfectly, and the guys who extend the play and guys who do more above and beyond the play. Shout out to Kirk Cousins. He ain't that dude. 
So, so what, what? That's why they keep getting these nine and sevens. Yeah, you know? and, and Zimmer knows that he's not that guy to create something special. That's why he say we kicking it and we playing defense. Yeah, <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm not messing with him tonight. I'm not messing hey, with. Him. Hey, hey, it's too. It's too big of a sample. It's too big of a sample size. Hey, that sample size is big enough for me. Hey, I'm. I, I got to change something up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Y'all believe in the 49ers? Hey, to me, it's so funny. The 49ers literally just was like, hey, uh, Atlanta, what y'all doing over there? All right, yeah. let me steal your playbook. Pretty much. <laughs> That's pretty much, right? <laughs> Right? Give it to Debo Samuels anywhere we can. <laughs> Three straight games with a rushing touchdown for a wide receiver. Um, at this point, you just call him a football player. I know it's cliche. I know it's, it's corny. Bro, Debo the MVP right now. Hey, I'm I'm so glad that you just said that, James. I'm so listen. In terms of in terms of impact, there aren't many non quarterbacks. I don't think there's any non quarterback. This boy play running back, quarterback, punt returner, kick returner. <laughs> He just going to receiver. He just he's, he going, he going to work, bro. The he's off, super, the he's super Anquan. This three-game winning streak, he has willed the 49ers to three games. It ain't Jimmy G. Debo has willed them to three games. This Ooh, boy so. rushing the ball. He receiving the ball. 90% of the points is coming through Debo. So if we take a look at that MVP race right now for uh, the Tuesday edition of the Ringer NFL Shows podcast, what will you be saying? I mean, Kyler is in there, right? Aaron Rodgers is in there. Uh, Debo, um, who else is in? Who's who else is in that MVP discussion? Uh, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going with a Big Ten running back. You going with a Big Ten running back? Which one is that? Jonathan Taylor. This man is crazy, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like when He's you good. really look at the season this year, there's not no clear cut MVP. And usually, mm. usually right off the bat, we could go to a quarterback and say both. You know, yeah, what I mean? they they want to give it to Tom so bad, and they will let them boys win three games in a row here. Debo, Debo, the MVP man. They're not gonna give it to a, a dude with a losing record. I was gonna say that. Do you think the football would ever do that the way baseball has done it a few times, where A. Rod, because of his astronomical numbers with the Texas Rangers, did it that year? Uh, Andre Dawson, one year, got it on being on a losing team. You'll never get it on a basketball team where the uh, the MVP is on a losing team because one player dominates the ball so much that if you're that good, you're not going to be a losing team. Period. Steph Steph should have won it yes, last year. Last year, Steph had a really good case to win it. But do you think you'll ever see uh, a day where an NFL team has an MVP uh, on a less than 500 or non-playoff roster? I'm, I'm sure we can go back and look at it. I don't believe it's happened, but uh, we could take a look. I don't I don't think they would do it. And the reason I don't think they would do it is because football always try to say it's a team game and this and that. To me, MVP stands for most viable player. And that means, to me, that means best player. You know, so I think a lot of the awards and a lot, a lot of the way we do things in the NFL is 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 messed up. 
So the way that they have it set up now, I think it's not. I, I think they're just gonna stick with what they what they know. So I don't. I don't see them allowing somebody that's balling on a bad team to get a get, to get yeah, that yeah. award. It's gonna be interesting. Uh, it seems like it changes every single week. To be honest with you, as does everything uh, in this league. Uh, before we break up out of here, uh, our man Ryan Shazier, you know hung out with us here on the late night because he's got a very, very early morning tomorrow. Uh, it's been fun knowing him, right, James? Because the boy is about to take off into the stratosphere. Uh, if you catch this tomorrow, make sure you DVR his Good Morning America appearance. Walking Miracles about to be in stores. Just want to congratulate you, man. Uh, I, you know, I, I tweet about it. I, I throw it up there on Instagram. Uh, and it's not a joke. You are definitely an inspiration. Everything that you fought back from uh, with your traumatic injury to now on the other side of your playing career, doing your thing in the broadcasting and podcast lane. And now, ladies and gentlemen, he can add, I got a book to his resume. Uh, tell the people where they can find it and what they when they get it, uh, what they're going to find inside this thing. Uh, yeah, so so the, the book is, is Walking Miracle. Uh, like you said, you can get it on Amazon or you can go to walkingmiraclebook.com. Uh, to me, man, I'm, I'm just really excited about this book. It's a little bit about my life, but it's about just overcoming adversity, overcoming tough times. And I think right now is the perfect time for this book to come out. It's the holiday season. But also, I think it's a perfect time to come out. The last 20 years, the world's been fighting through COVID. And, you know, everybody's been going through rough times, going through adversity, dealing with struggles. And I think it just, it'll bring a, a, a positivity to a lot of people, you know, just, you know, uh, motivation and just inspiration to a lot of people that's going through some tough times right now and just how, you know, just positive thinking can help you overcome that. So I think it can help anybody. I know um, a lot of my football fans are going to jump on it, but just anybody that's that's going through anything, I think I think they'll really love the book. And I'm right now, I'm about to do it in front of y'all. I'm going to hit that pre-order on this thing right now because I know Ryan ain't sending me nothing for free. No, so, I, got, I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> no, I'm hey, but I support, though. There it is. Yeah, I appreciate and, it. And, and it's for the low. You know what I'm saying? It's a nice price on that thing. When you get it, you you wrap it up and put it under the Christmas tree or put it under somebody in somebody's stocking, you know, you, along with the video games. Give them something to read, a little knowledge. You can go to Amazon, like you mentioned, or wherever you get your books. Uh, Walking Miracle by our guy, Ryan Shazier. That's big time, man. Congrats, brother. 100%. You know, just make sure you shout out your boy. I ain't really worried about Jason, but make sure you shout out <laughs> Good morning, See? America. We all good. Oh, my Lord. Sometimes you got to be selfish. So what, 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 what are we doing tomorrow with the fit, Shazier? I mean, oh, man, I, I actually got my bag, oh, my bag in my locker, in my office. I, I got me a uh, – I kind of got like a uh, – uh, I got one that's a button down. I'm thinking about wearing that. Or I got like a collar shirt, but it's like a zipper instead of like a Ooh, bag. the quarter zip. Yeah. That's that real money swag yeah, right that's there. Clean. You know yeah, that's clean. I got some Chelsea boots. Oh, the man breaking out the brunch boots? Yeah, oh, yeah. we yeah. out here. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. out here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you know he's going to have a coat on, too. He's going to have to – Nah, so it's actually in the studio. He's going to have to start with the coat and take it off in front of people. You yeah. know what I mean? So, you know, I, I got – you know, I'm rocking I'm rocking James' closet. I got the St. Laurent boot, Chelsea boots. You know, Ooh. So. Yeah, I'm trying to be like Walking Miracle, how faith, positive thinking, and passion for football brought me back from paralysis and helped me find purpose. Ryan Shazier with Larry Platt helping him out. Uh, make sure you guys go out there and get that book and, you know, take, take, some, uh, take in some wisdom from a, a, a young cat 
who and I'm 41, right? So I can say this because I'm the I'm an old head, but a young cat who uh, inspired many and, and continues to inspire every step that he takes, not only in his post football playing career, but as he licks his wounds because Big Blue did what they had to do against Ohio oh State the other day. Oh my gosh, this guy, you know I wasn't gonna let you go, right? You know I wasn't gonna let you. Hey, hold on real quick though. Hey, First hey. Big Blue, then Pittsburgh. Hey, nah, yeah. hey, nah, hey, I ain't gonna lie. It's a hey, bad I, few I, days for this boy. <laughs> hey, this I'll, is, I'll, this is tell much people. needed for what you got going on. Hey, I'm gonna <laughs> tell people, man. It's kind of so crazy. Pick me up, huh, James? Yes, nah, it's kind of crazy because, like, most people, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, I, I don't know who their teams are, but, like, my teams, it's like, all right, I, I know at least one of them going to win. You know what I'm saying? The most hated, you know too. Like, the and, most hated. Yeah, so, it's like, I'm no, normally it's like, oh, I get two wins. Boom, boom. You know, so it's like every week I'm going to be straight. This week I'm like, man, I got a devil whammy. I'm like, oh, man. And they both got beat pretty bad. So, it was it was tough. And and I'm going to the Ohio State Duke game tomorrow, and Ohio State I already know what's about oh, to happen yeah, to that. Yeah, so, yeah, you're about to get it put but, on your head. But but me and Michelle, we low-key Duke fans, but I went to Ohio State. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm – I'm, I'm 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 cheering for Ohio State, but like you know, I'm not mad. You know what I'm saying? Whatever happened, you know. So. Ooh, did you hear that Ohio State fans? He went and got that bag, and, and no more allegiance is being pledged Man, to your I got alumni. Great allegiance to Ohio State. Just stop playing with me. Hey, I'm just saying when it comes to basketball, you know, I, I love my school, but hey, uh, I, but you gotta you gotta also like somebody. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. So Ohio yeah. State men's basketball team. When you see him, turn the other way. He's rooting Man, for Duke. Man, I'm not I'm not rooting for Duke. I'm rooting for us for sure. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. All right, boys. Paulo's going to get 19, so. Yeah, no, in the first half. In the first half. Uh, <laughs> you about to watch number one pick do his thing. Fellas, as always, good to see y'all. Good to talk to y'all. Uh, we appreciate everybody who's been hanging out with us here on the Tuesday edition of the Ringer NFL show. Uh, we got some information for you, all right? If you love this show, then you need to check out all of the shows here on the Tuesday Ringer NFL feed. We got uh, a preview with Brian Solak, Kalen Jones, Stephen Ruiz, and Nora Princioti coming up. We'll be back next Tuesday. Also, check out the full Go With Me, Jason Goff, every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday night on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Engineering credits goes out to our guy Chris Sutton on this episode with production supervision from TD, and also our guy Arjuna, Ram Kapal. Arjuna, we, we think about you, man. We love you, brother. Get better soon, and uh, we, we can't wait to get you back in the fold so for james jones and ryan shazier i am jason goff thanking you for listening to the tuesday edition of the ringer nfl show make sure you guys be safe out there and always remember to take care of each other